Coming up on today's Locked On Big Ten, we've got Jacob Rude from Locked On Hoosiers and Matt Sheehan from Locked On Spartans in to talk about a game that just happened in Iowa upsetting Ohio State and a big game coming up tomorrow, Michigan and Michigan State on the hardwood. It's all coming up right here on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, welcome to Locked On Big Ten. Thanks again for making the show your first listen every weekday, Monday through Friday. Coming up on today's show, we're going to end up the week with a look at both games that just happened in the Big Ten. Indiana upset Ohio State yesterday. We'll get to that in scores in just a second. And also a big game coming up here later on in the weekend. On Saturday, Michigan hosts Michigan State. Indiana has another nice game against Minnesota that will tell us a lot about both teams to end the weekend. We're going to chat about all of that, about what happened with Jacob Rood on Locked On Hoosiers, and also looking forward with Matt Sheehan of Locked On Spartans. That's all coming up here on today's show. But again, before we get to any of that, just a real quick rundown of all the scores real quickly in the Big Ten, because we do have some stuff to get to with them. Uh, from around yesterday in Big Ten basketball, we already mentioned Indiana upset Ohio State. The Hoosiers beating the number 13 team in the nation at home in Bloomington by a final score of 67-51. to Elsewhere in Big Ten scores, number 23, Wisconsin, takes care of Iowa at home, 87-78 to the final score. And Illinois beat up on Maryland, a 12-point win after scoring 46 in the second half. Illinois went down four going into halftime, but ends up coming back big for the win. Kofi Coburn with 23 points, 18 rebounds to highlight the evening in Big Ten basketball. It was a big night around the hardwood for individual performances all around. Trace Jackson Davis had 27 points. We're going to talk with Jacob Root about that in a minute. In that Iowa-Wisconsin games, the Stars came out big. Johnny Davis, National Player of the Year conversation guy, 26 points. Keegan Murray, reigning Big Ten Player of the Week, 27 points. Big, big day for a lot of players to stand out here early in the Big Ten. We're going to talk about, again, all that here with everyone that we have on the show here today. No Big Ten basketball games actually on the schedule for here on your Friday. A little bit of a day off just with the way the scheduling works, but we'll have plenty, plenty going on over the weekend again, as we'll get to in just a minute. Before we start off with Jacob Rude of Locked on Hoosiers, we do have for you some scores on the women's side as well. Number 10, Maryland beat up on Penn State, 106-78. Iowa lost the number 22 team in the country at home, fell to Northwestern. Wildcats now 10-3, 2-0 in the Big Ten after the 77-69 win. Minnesota beat Rutgers in a low-scoring affair, 62-49 the final in that one. Rutgers scored just 8 points in the fourth. And finally, Ohio State beat Illinois at home on the women's side, 90-69 the final score in that matchup. No games on the women's side as well on your Friday. We'll have more coming up here on the games that we will have and the games that, again, occurred yesterday, mainly just that big Indiana upset. That's coming up a conversation with Jacob Rude of Locked On Hoosiers to talk about that one in just a minute here on Locked On Big Ten. Hey, Big Ten fans, Nate Dickinson here with an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas, which is 
just about everyone needs to know about. It's Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents per gallon for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code SCORE to get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back again right away. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back with no catch. The cash back gets added right into your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon or anywhere else. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Again, that's code SCORE for that big discount to start and more discounts just by using the GetUpside app. Bet on Live would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond, of course. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year, new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right into your favorite Vegas casino games as well. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week, Monday through Friday. I'm in with Jacob Rude, host of Locked On Hoosiers. We're talking to him and brought in Jacob today because Indiana picked up a big win on the basketball court yesterday, knocking off Ohio State and not just beating Ohio State, Jacob, but uh, beating the Buckeyes pretty convincingly down there in Bloomington. What were your initial takeaways before I get into anything I have to ask just about what was again, a 16 point win 67 to 51 Hoosiers improved to 11 and three. Yeah, this was uh, the trace Jackson Davis game uh, more or less. He was absolutely dominant on both ends of the floor. Uh, looked like the all American that a lot of IU fans have thought he was kind of did it on a, a little bit more of a national stage on uh, Thursday, but yeah, 27 points, 12 rebounds, but he had five blocks as well. Um, he was able to protect the rim and then him and race Thompson combined to hold EJ Liddell to just three of 12 shooting. Uh, he had 11 points, but four of those were at the free throw line, had a couple turnovers. I believe he was one of six in the second half. So um, this was a close game until the final about four or five minutes. Hoosiers really pulled away, which uh, was them kind of learning on their past failures. That Wisconsin game earlier in the season. Uh, where they let a huge lead get away this time. They kind of uh, put their foot down and and pulled away in the end, as you said, and, and won pretty easily in the by the end of it. Definitely a sign of maturity from that team, from Mike Woodson. Jacob, I'll talk about some of the scoring performances. You mentioned Trace Jackson Davis, which was outstanding. But the thing that stuck out to me first was Wisconsin shooting just 30.8% from the floor as a team. Nobody on the Buckeyes gets more, or I'm sorry, Ohio State. I don't know why I said Wisconsin a second <laughs> ago. Nobody on the Buckeyes gets more than 13 points uh, for the entire roster. That was Malachi Branham, the rating Big Ten freshman of the week. But what do you think that Indiana did so well against Ohio State in particular here? And did you learn anything, I think, about what this defense can do just as a whole going forward from that strong performance with what it was able to do just, again, shutting down Ohio State shooting? Yeah, I mean, this defense has been spectacular all season. Um, the difference was earlier in the season, you were doing it against Northern Illinois and Marshall. 
And now we're kind of finding out that it, it has translated to the Big Ten play, at least early on. Um, the defense has never really been the problem uh, in IU's kind of struggles in Big Ten play so far. Uh, it's been the offense. But, yeah, the defense on Thursday was incredible. They, they've been the best team in the country in two-point uh, percentage defending it. Uh, they have been a, an above-average team in defending the three-pointer. And I think a lot of it just stemmed from them being able to shut down uh, EJ Liddell early on didn't let anybody else um, really get going didn't let anybody get in a rhythm and um, a lot of Ohio State's baskets in that second half uh, were kind of long-range three-pointers that they there were a couple different times they kind of threw in long-range three-pointers at the end of the shot clock so even some of the makes they were getting in the second half were ones they really had to work hard for or ones they just kind of had to throw up in desperation but uh, I think the biggest thing that we're just kind of learning about this IU team is that this defense, it's been really good since the beginning of the season, does kind of translate to Big Ten play. And if nothing else, it's going to keep the Hoosiers in pretty much every game they play. It's just a matter of if their offense can follow suit and put up enough points. And that'll be huge, obviously, not just having the ability on defense, but kind of getting some confirmation here against a really good team that it does translate and that you can kind of execute the way you want to. You mentioned Liddell ended up with 11 points, but it was on 12 shots. Uh, Brandon's 13 were on 13 shots as well. So far from efficient from the Ohio State side. Back on the Indiana side, you mentioned Trace Jackson Davis took over this one. 27 points on only 17 shots on his end. All of them come from inside the arc as he continues to dominate driving in. When you look at him, we've talked about Trace Jackson Davis before. He was outstanding last season. Is there anything in particular that you feel like he's added to his game, or is it just him doing what he does to that extra magnitude with that extra year of experience that just pushes him over the top even further? He was over the top last year. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the biggest thing he's added to his game isn't on the offensive end. It's just that defensive ability that he's now, honestly, I think, a, and one of the best rim protectors in the country. Um, he's kind of committed to what Mike Woodson said on the defensive end, and it's all their kind of performance on that end has all stemmed from him just being that committed to it. But when you look offensively, there's just like a, a calmness with him a composure from kind of, as you said, that extra year of experience where he never gets hurried up. Um, they try to double him uh, and he knows where the pass needs to go. He knows where the double's coming from. Uh, and it's, it's been a matter of kind of the other guys around him learning when to cut, where to cut, where to be when he's doubled, things like that. And last night was an example of that where um, he only finished with two assists, but there was a lot of hockey assists. If you look at the, the stat sheet, there was IU had 14 assists and nobody had more than four. Um, There's a lot of guys uh, finishing with assists just from moving the ball around and things like that. So it's really been a matter of um, playing through him, which they always, haven't always done at the end of games. And uh, he had a quote after the game that uh, he said, Ohio State just kept throwing bigs at him and he just kept out hustling them. Uh, he was dominant. He's incredible. Uh, he has such an array of, of post moves that he can counter pretty much anything, uh, any way a defense kind of defends him, I guess. Uh, he's he's remarkable. We we keep talking on the show after every game how great Trace Jackson Davis is, and it's it's repetitive, but, I mean, 
earnestly, he's playing at an All-American level this season. He is more than a couple Big Ten players playing at an All-American level to start yeah. off the year, but we've got plenty of time to talk about all of that. Jacob, before we let you go, this Indiana team lost to Penn State at home just a few days ago before blowing out Ohio State. I mean, it was two entirely different games, I mean, literally, but also just in the way they were played. So it could kind of go a lot of ways with this. But what do you think was the biggest difference between those two matchups, again, at four, three days apart? Yeah, it, it's really weird because I, I ultimately think it's going to be hard for IU to play worse than they did against Penn State, uh, <laughs> but it's going to be hard for them to play better than they did against Ohio State. So that those two games came four days apart, basically. Uh, just I, I, I'm not entirely sure what to make of it. The biggest difference was really on that offensive end, um, just the, the movement and uh, the way that they were creating looks. That was the big talking point after that Penn State game. Mike Woodson on his uh, weekly radio show acknowledged that they're, they had to change some things up offensively because they weren't really getting open looks. There was just a there was an over-reliance on Chase to do everything for them. And I know it's weird to say that they didn't do that as much when he had 27 points, but uh, it was the way that all the scoring kind of came about. Um, I mean, there's also uh, Trey Galloway uh, was a huge factor uh, in the win. He came back from two months out. He broke his wrist in that St. John's game really early in the season. He came back, his first game back on Thursday. Uh, he ended up closing the game, played 19 minutes in his first game back. Uh, and he kind of uh, typified what the Hoosiers were doing offensively, just making the extra pass, driving, kicking, being in the right spot. And uh, I thought that was the difference. So ultimately, I don't think IU is as bad as they were against Penn State. They're not as good. Uh, they're not going to be as good as they were against Ohio State every night. They're somewhere in the middle, but it is uh, odd that those games came four days apart, basically. Jacob Rude with Locked On Hoosiers. He's with Indiana News every single day of the week over on the Locked On Hoosiers podcast, Monday through Friday. Once you're done listening here to Locked On Big Ten, it's your first listen. Be sure to make your second Locked On Hoosiers if you need to stay up to date with everything going on down in Bloomington. Jacob, before we let you go again, remind people where they can get a hold of everything you're up to. Yeah, we are on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. And you can follow me if you want on Twitter at Jacob Rude. That's Jacob Rude again. Locked on Hoosiers is every weekday, just like we do it here. He's in to help us talk about that Indiana upset of or over Ohio State. And we'll be back in whenever we need to chat Hoosiers again as well. Looking forward to whenever that is, Jacob. I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. Yep. Awesome. Anytime. Well, it's the new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours involve fitness, Built Bar is the place you need to be. It's protein bars that can also kind of satisfy that sweet tooth you have, too. While having less than 200 calories in all their bars, less than 150 in most of them, Built Bars also have 100% dark chocolate as well. I don't know how they do it, but you read down the nutrition facts list on the back, and you just see it line by line. All the stuff you want, none of the stuff you don't. Less than 5 net grams of carbs and sugars, while also not giving you any calories and not giving you any of that stuff that tastes like gravel, honestly, out of other protein and granola bars. Again, Built Bar tastes like a candy bar. It looks like a candy bar. When you pull it out of the package, you're probably going to think it is a candy bar if you didn't know any better. Go ahead and try out the product on the site. They've got new flavors coming out all the time. And again, you use our code BUILT15 
I'm sorry, locked15 at built.com for that 15% off your first order. Again, it's locked15 at built.com for 15% off when you order at Built Bar. You're listening in again to Locked On Big Ten. Now joining us here on the program, Matt Sheehan of Locked On Spartans. He's with us once a week and every weekday on Locked On Spartans too. Again, we're going to talk basketball with you here. We had Jacob Root on a second ago to break down the Iowa or Indiana win over Ohio State uh, yesterday on the hardwood. Now we're going to get a look into the weekend with Matt here, and we'll start with a big game for Michigan State on the road. Facing off against Michigan in Ann Arbor, always a tough place to play. But, of course, as we know, Spartans, at least right now, are looking like the much more formidable team than what the Wolverines have. But you know there's plenty of talent out there on that Michigan roster as well, Matt. Uh, Give us just a quick uh, helicopter overview of what you think about this game here as we get started in Big Ten basketball season. Yeah, so us state fans, uh, we are split up into two different camps right now of thought heading into this game. Half of the camp is, okay, we're on an eight-game win streak. We're rolling right now. Michigan is looking awful right now. Like, they're not even in the tournament right now, per the latest Joe Lenardi's bracketology. Like, we can go in there and break their spirit for the rest of the season. The other half, which is the camp I'm in, because, you know me, I'm a nervous nilly. I like to panic a lot, is that, okay, while that's a seven and six Michigan team, Some of the most recent losses, I will say, have some caveats to it. Like that Rutgers loss, okay, they're losing four players. That Central Florida loss, Central Florida went eight for eight from behind the arc. Like that's that's quite the anomaly. And those losses to Seton Hall earlier this year, Arizona earlier this year, they don't look so bad right now. Like those are two pretty good teams. And listen, this team was ranked in the top 10 preseason, not just because what they were able to accomplish last season, but also with a talent on their team this year. Like they've had a star-studded recruiting class that hasn't panned out yet. They still have Hunter Dickinson, but is this just a sleeping giant just waiting to arise? What better time to do it than when you're super desperate, super hungry for a win in front of a home crowd against your rival. So yeah, hey, MSU fans, we have every right to feel great about this game. But for also everything I just said, I won't be sleeping tonight, Nate. I will not be sleeping tonight. Yeah, I'm with you there. It looks like Michigan is struggling, but I do think that if there was a game for this team to come out on, you make a good point. This would be one of those games to this try is the one. and do yeah. it, right? Yeah. So as you start to just look at more of the on-the-court stuff, you, you talked a lot about the what-ifs of like, what is this with Hunter Dickinson right now? What is this with this freshman class with Michigan? Obviously, you're not mm-hmm. the guy looking at him every single game in and out, but as you kind of look into this matchup, what do you think is it that's gone wrong most with these Wolverines to start the season we've talked with Isaiah Hole a lot about this but honestly we've had to spend a lot of time talking football with Isaiah over the last few weeks too so we haven't gotten too much of what this basketball team is doing yeah so I had a guest on yesterday's show his name's Dave Klein he runs a website spartanhoops.com and he put it best it's that Michigan defensively are, are not matching up well against other teams wing players or their wing star players rather because you look at the box scores or just watch the games yourself and you could see that, okay, someone's always going nuclear against Michigan, it seems like. And that always seems to be a player that plays either the two, the three, or sometimes the four. So with Michigan State, you got Max Christie, who has, knock on wood, has found his shot the last few games. Gabe Brown, he's playing incredible. Malik Hall, when he gets in there and starts playing the four, that, that might be the difference in the game right there. Because, yeah, the most obvious one-on-one matchup is, and it's obvious for a good reason, is Hunter Dickinson versus Marcus Bingham. Like that, that a lot of the games going to be predicated on that, but also I mean, just to touch them all, the all five positions, 
that point guard battle is going to be interesting too. If, if Eli Brooks can get anything going against Tyson Walker, who's a pretty good defender himself, like that, that's going to be big as well. So yeah, it, obviously every single individual matchup is going to matter uh, for this game tomorrow, but yeah, it might, it might come down to, can they even stop bleeding against the, the wings they go up against? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one for sure. And probably the highlight of the weekend as far as basketball goes, at yeah. least definitely on that Saturday. And really nothing super. There's interesting games, but as far as obviously that uh, national attention or games that are really sure. going to be fun to watch, that's the game to watch. But let, let's look a little bit ahead at some of these games that we do have. I'm interested to talk a little bit about a matchup that I guess I should have talked more. And we did talk a little bit with Jacob Root about on Sunday. Minnesota plays Indiana. And I talked with Jacob kind of near the end. And even after he went off air about that Minnesota team, it's more kind of where I want to start off here. I know a little bit about this team just because I was again, doing that gopher show for a while while this roster was being constructed. But a guy like, I mean, Jacob Rude follows big 10 basketball to an extent. He, he wasn't aware at all, really just how bad this situation was with the players that Minnesota lost from last season. He's also pretty new to the locked on Hoosier show too. But anyway, just with what we have here with these gophers, this is a team that wasn't expected. It has zero expectation. This is what I was saying when this was all happening. This gopher team has zero expectation. First year head coach, literally none of the talent and scoring and playing time. Not, not just like uh, saying, playing time of importance, like mathematically 95% of the playing right. time from last season is gone off this Gopher team. Richard Pitino is not there anymore. Ben Johnson comes in and all of a sudden the Gophers have an AP vote this week, which is, uh, I think, just a little bit misguided, but team's been playing well, has a big 10 win, got blown out by Illinois. So there's a little bit more of a, a kind of a bumper there with Minnesota. But at the same time, This team's so overperforming right now. I'm having a hard time trying to decipher what exactly the Gophers are. I mean, have you looked much at this team? Yeah, I mean, Michigan State played them last month to kick off Big Ten play. But doesn't that just sound familiar from football season? It's like we're trying to figure out who this Minnesota team is. It's like their their football team was a different squad every single week. And so far, it's hard to put a finger on just what this Gopher team is. Because like you said, that they replaced everyone and something fascinating going on with their team this year is it's pretty much the starting five like they're they're down to like a a six-man rotation already so I mean unless they're as well conditioned as their cross-country team like this is gonna start going to the wayside here pretty quick but with that said only two losses this season like no it wasn't the most daunting non-conference schedule but it it is a surprising start for Minnesota because well you could also be like a team like Nebraska, who also didn't have a daunting non-conference schedule. And, well, uh, uh-oh, things aren't going too well. So all things considered, if you're a Gopher fan, I, I could be upset a lot more than, what, 10-2 and two start to the season, I, I think I saw earlier. Yeah, 10-2 and two start to the season. So go on with your bad self, Minnesota. But, yeah, I, just like you said, this might be, you know, the second most intriguing game because we get to find out a little more about Minnesota and also – a little more about Indiana too, although they're definitely more cemented as to who they are. It's just how good can they possibly be this season? Yeah. I mean, we've seen teams play as short as Minnesota before we've seen teams play with as many new faces as Minnesota has had before, but to do both of those things is going to be a tall task. I don't think nobody ever really does either of them and can be a true contender, but we've seen plenty of teams be able to fight and claw their way into a point where they're safely in the NCAA tournament by selection Sunday with this kind of a squad. So if Minnesota can 
do it. It'll be biggest surprise of the Big Ten season, probably, if say, you're just yeah. looking at like from beginning to end, except for maybe uh, Michigan not making the tournament if that ends up happening. But where it goes right now, it's easily the most impressive start of the season, just based on where Minnesota we thought had started. Apparently, we were a little bit wrong with just how far along that team had gone and what Ben Johnson yeah. had been able to do there. But again, it's just you ask me Saturday is that game you want to watch Michigan, Michigan State on Sunday. I'm most interested in watching Minnesota play Indiana, although, of course, now Ohio State's coming off a loss as well. But we'll see if what ends up happening the rest of the weekend. We've tried to do this betting thing for so long with the basketball, Matt. We t- I, don't know if you re- I don't know if you remember, we uh, tried to do that thing where uh, we were going to pick the games before they happened. That game got postponed, didn't happen. So we can't, we don't, it's yet to happen. And again, we're talking on a Friday, no Friday, big 10 games either. So we can't uh, get into anything here with no lines out yet, but uh, I don't know, just to try and cover our bases here, let's talk about NCAA tournament odds. Maybe, maybe I can pull a couple up. I don't know if there are any to make them, but like, what are you feeling about like a Michigan to not make the tournament or a Minnesota to make the tournament? I'll see if I can uh, pull up a couple of lines if they're there on bet online. Otherwise, you got nothing to go off of, but you know that's never stopped you. Sure, God, that's no, it certainly hasn't. No, I, like I, it, it is just crazy to me that Michigan could be missing the tournament here. However, I'm a believer in karma, and you want to know how far away from analytics and X's and O's I'm going to get right now? That's right. I'm starting my argument with uh, something so intangible. It's called karma. And last year, all that MSU fans heard at the end of the season was, oh, you guys got in the first four. That's not the real tournament. Oh, you you guys didn't make the tournament. The streak is over. The first four doesn't count. Okay, well, how about just not making the first four at all? How about that for some karma right there? So uh, that would be the boomerang of karma coming right back to Michigan after just hearing, rightfully so, nonstop chatter from their fans about how bad Michigan State season was last year that, oh, we could do you one better. So that is where that's that's how bad betting's been going for me lately. Is that I'm just I'm not even looking at the games anymore. I'm just going off because off the court, so far off the court for my reasoning that I might as well be on Neptune. But hey, we're gonna give that a try because what I've been doing recently hasn't worked. Uh, what about Michigan to to make the comeback? You remember that uh, Kentucky team a while back had big big young stars, really fell off, made the tournament as an eight seed, and then ended up uh, finishing I think runner up in that NCAA tournament. Oh uh, God, yeah, the team that reminds me most of what this Michigan team is doing right now, at least in recent memory with this kind of real, real struggle at the start. Michigan's plus 3,500 at bet online right now to actually win the entire NCAA tournament. Uh, Michigan State's plus 5,000 if you wanted to know. Really? Michigan yeah. State's worse odds than Michigan. I hear that. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, Minnesota, by the way, plus 25,000. So. Yeah, absolutely. All in. You know what? Screw it. Yeah. But one dollar went 250 bucks. Yeah, I'll, I'll catch a flyer on that. Will it hit? Absolutely not. But I've made way, way worse in the logical bets in my life. So that won't stop me. Yeah, it's again, it's hard to try and get if you maybe if someone else has something we can do. I don't know. How do other podcasts do this? They probably talk to people on the day that they release their stuff, maybe. But I don't know. We'll see. Sure. <laughs> again, a big weekend, a Big Ten basketball. Matt's team's got a big one. Jacob Rude who is with IU has a big one as well. Thanks to both of them again for joining us here on the show. Thanks to you, Matt, while you're here with us to coming on the show and remind the people again, before we let you go uh, exactly where they can get a hold of everything that you're up to. Yeah. Locked on Spartans, as you already know, and then uh, Twitter, Sheehan underscore sports, if you want to come yell at me. So let's have a day. That's Matt Sheehan of locked on Spartans. We'll talk to you again soon, Matt. I know it.